Hello, frenzies, and welcome to episode 41 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. This episode is going to be all about getting rid of people you don't like right now. <laughs> I don't know why this popped into my head, but I, I was reading, I don't know what I was reading, just something random. And I was like, gosh, that would be a really fun topic, especially because our year as teachers, it's kind of like we don't live a normal people life where you know, things happen from January to December. No, we're living this weirdo people life <laughs> where our year is starting in like August or September and it ends, you know, May or June. And we, it's a good time to self-reflect and it's a good time to think about people that you should just get rid of. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so much fun. Let's get on with it. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Okay, before we start, I just wanted to say thank you so much for hanging out with me. I do really appreciate it. And this is the time that I like to read one of my uh, many uh, 39 reviews. <laughs> this is like when people are like, I just got so many questions. And you're like, yeah, sure you did. Well, you know what? I do have 39 reviews and I am proud of those reviews. <laughs> So here is one that I got yesterday. Hello. And it's from someone named Trailer One, like T-Railer. It's not spelt like a trailer. <laughs> okay, let's just read it. Great fun and super informative. Jess has a way of delivering her content that is down to earth and relatable while still being totally enjoyable and fun. Many times I've laughed out loud at her delivery. I think I laugh out loud at my own delivery. It's really awkward sometimes. While still feeling like she totally gets my teacher needs. Great work, Jess. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I don't even know who you are, but thank you. And yeah, I can't wait to get some swag going. And I'm going to make sure that everyone who's left me a review gets some swag this summer. It's one of my goals on my to-do list because I should be proud of the show. I should be sharing uh, free stuff from it. <laughs> okay, let's get on with uh, how to get rid of people. It's going to be great. Welcome back to episode 41, Frenzies. We're going to talk about getting rid of people. I'm not, you know, I, I used to call people toxic, but I think that's bad. I think it's just, well, I mean, you know, toxic people are toxic people, but I just think that like one person who's toxic for you, I mean, they could be a breath of fresh air for somebody else, right? Like I, I hate lumping people in the category of like, oh, this is a really bad person. And I think back to, uh, you know, I had this boyfriend in my 20s and I had to get a restraining order on him. Things got bad. And we actually later became friends um, after many years after the restraining order. And and now, you know, he's he's happily married. He's been happily married for like, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like, for me, like the combo of us together was a bad combo. And it's just everyone's coming to relationships with a different set of ideals and beliefs and value systems. And you got to find people that are right for you. 
And I think, you know, I mean, I hope if you're listening to this right now, you're not in like an abusive relationship. Um, that's not really what this episode is going to be about, although it is about getting rid of people. So, and I was in an abusive relationship, so we could dish on that a little bit. <laughs> but really, it's kind of about abusive friendships or friendships that just really aren't getting you anywhere, or they could be family members or coworkers. I mean, relationships, not necessarily romantic, that are taxing you and they make you feel bad. Like every time you're interacting with this person, you're feeling bad or that you shouldn't be or that you're wasting your time. This is how you know that you might be in a bad relationship with someone. And a lot of times it is like our coworkers or our friends or, you know, casual acquaintances or someone that we thought was really awesome for us to get to know and be around. Then we get to know them when we're like, oh, not so much. And they become kind of a drain. So uh, here's one thing to keep in mind with people is like, you want to make sure that after you talk to them or, you know, they've made you feel bad, like ask yourself if you fit into one of these three categories. Do they see you as a savior, a therapist, or their pastor, right? Like, do you feel like you're fitting that role when you're talking to them? Like, they're just, they're kind of you know, it's like an avalanche of problems and they, they're looking for someone to save them. And that is not a good role for you as a teacher to be in because we're already doing a lot. <laughs> we're already helping a lot of people throughout the day, rarely helping ourselves. And it gets to be kind of a toxic situation when we become one of those roles for someone else. And it's, those are the kind of roles that kind of, um, they suck a lot of our energy and time. And I've I've read about these things. Well, not things. I mean, I guess people called emotional vampires, where they're just like, they're very needy for help and attention. You know, I think a lot of my students have been emotional vampires. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop it. I'm not talking about you students who are listening. <laughs> I'm talking about those other students, you know, wink, wink. But anyway, I mean, some people like really like Google it, emotional vampires. They're like people that kind of like they're con my dad calls them sad sack sallies. <laughs> like every time I'll tell him about something, he'll be like, oh, sounds like a sad sack sally to me. <laughs> and they're just people that I don't know, like they're kind of codependent and they're not very they're not very willing to do the work that they need to do to get themselves in a better place in life. So they kind of rely on building these, you know, savior therapist pastor relationships with people like you that you're just being normal, trying to live your life. And then all of a sudden a sad sack Sally comes around and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> and they suck up a lot of your time and they make you feel bad and they suck your energy away. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So in, if you're listening to this, you probably know if you have a sad sack Sally around you right now, <laughs> you probably know like, yeah, every time I talk to this person, they just suck the life out of me and woo, I just get real tired of them real fast, right? Okay, so here are some things to keep in mind um, on the pathway of ditching them. <laughs> I don't know why this is just like, it's such a catty little fun episode. It's going to make me giggle a lot. Okay, so number one, don't expect that person to change. Like, don't think that you can go to your sad sack, Sally, and say, hey, uh, you know, you're really, you know, you're sucking me dry emotionally every time we talk. It's just all about you, and you don't seem to care about any of my problems, or like, 
I give you advice and you don't really take it or whatever the case may be. You know, maybe it's someone who just doesn't really know how to live life and you're constantly giving them advice and help. And I mean, okay, I decided to to, to delete a little part (laughs) because I was being, I wasn't being a sad sack Sally. I was being a meanie, meanie face McFacerson. I was just going, I was going off the deep end. I was just being kind of mean, complaining about these people. And that's not what I want to do. I want to be here to help you pull away from them so you can like start enjoying yourself more and you don't have to worry about that, that toxic relationship anymore. All right. So obviously the first step is you just have to stop getting involved into their drama. Like whatever their crisis of the day is, you got to stop interacting with it. Stop answering their questions. Stop helping them. Stop listening to them. I mean, it sounds really hard to do, but and I've had to do it with quite a few people. And you just have to give them the cold shoulder, talk about something else, redirect them. Most of the time, they will get the hint. And usually those people kind of go away on their own. And then I act really surprised, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this person went away. But really, it was like, yeah, because I wasn't playing into any of their little games anymore, obviously. So anyway, you just got to end it. You got to end it abruptly. And you just you just decide the day. Like, you know, on Wednesday, when this person comes to me complaining about this, I'm just going to shut them down. I'm going to completely ignore what they're talking about. I'm going to tell them I'm too busy to talk. I'm going to redirect them to a topic I want to talk about. And eventually, like, you're not giving, giving, giving into what they want anymore. They're going to stop. And I talked about this in my toxic coworker episode, or like just toxic people in general, like how to get rid of those people. And that is the number one way is just stop feeding the monster, right? Like stop feeding their drama, completely shut it down, completely ignore it. And you know, I can be a bit overdramatic myself. And I've noticed when people do that to me, (laughs) I do have certain people in my life that just like I start up a bunch of drama, I start complaining and whining about things, and they just kind of shut me down. And it's like, okay, they've they've established very firm boundaries that they do not want to pick put up with my whimsical tanties. I get it. I'm good with it. I mean, Luckily, I'm mature enough that I can just be like, okay, this is not the person to have a whimsical tanty with today. Like I have other people for that. And that's hopefully the message that you'll send to people in your life that are giving you a hard time. Now, sometimes it's like a family member and then that gets really tricky. Uh, we had a family member living with us who was a total sad sack Sally. It was an awful situation where we were helping this person out And then they just started causing so much drama every single day. There was a new dramatic incident that would happen. And, you know, me and my husband are pretty laid back and we don't even really argue with each other. I mean, we get in little tizzies every now and then, like, you know, once every few months or something, we get real irritated with each other, have a little spat. But we're we're not that couple who's like constantly bickering or like fighting all the time, you know, I mean our personalities just perfectly kind of mesh with each other. And we're kind of pretty laid back. I mean, we're a little too laid back, i.e. a little lazy sometimes. <laughs> but for the most part, we don't really have a lot of um, a lot of extra drama caused between the two of us. So then this person in our life, we started noticing that 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 person was causing a lot of drama. And we decided that we had to kick them out of our house. <laughs> 
And we gave the person a date and we took the days off work and we paid for the U-Haul and we kicked them out. We single-handedly packed all of their stuff in the U-Haul and sent them down the road. Um, so just keep that in mind. I mean, sometimes you need a hard break. Like when I had that bad relationship in my 20s, I mean, it just got to the point where this person just would not leave me alone and I had to go get a restraining order. I mean, I don't know the level of irritation you're at, but I've been at all the levels. <laughs> I've been at all of the levels and a clear, a clean break is the best way to go if they're not picking up what you're putting down. Like, you know, you stop talking to them and leave the room and they're still coming back at you for weeks on end. You need a cleaner break. Um, Another thing that you have to expect that will happen is that people, you know, a lot of people will notice what you're doing, that you're not playing into their drama anymore and they will resist it and they will start arguing with you. And one thing that I've had happen a lot to me is people will start to like point out my own weaknesses or like ways that I'm flawed or bad things that I've done or, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes they want to throw your own insecurities in your face a little bit or they just want to resist you and argue with you and, all of these things are bad. And um, I think the best thing you can do is just kind of like own your own weaknesses, kind of like get really familiar with them. So when they do bring them up, you know, you're, you're stone cold face. You're just like, okay, that's awesome. I'm glad you think that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the proper response for the person you're dealing with, but, and I've, I've, I've had to learn that over the years. Like it is really hard, especially like I'm an only child and it's hard for me to like, I didn't have brothers and sisters picking on me constantly. So I am a bit of a baby pants. And so I do take uh, criticism really badly. And that is one of my weaknesses, right? Like that I am kind of a baby, an overdramatic baby pants. And I've had to kind of face my weaknesses in order to get strong to stand up to people that are trying to emotionally abuse me. And it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and I saw this quote on social media and I was just like, wow, <laughs> can I just get this tattooed on me? <laughs> it says, um, saying you can't deal with someone else's bullshit doesn't mean you can't handle your own. I don't know if I should have said the BS word. Should I put explicit content in this? Because I said one bad word. I think I will and I'll see what happens. <laughs> But anyway, I was just like, oh my gosh, that is so good. Like, you know, just because you can't deal with someone else's drama doesn't mean you can't handle your own. And I think sometimes as teachers, we we think we're so strong and that we can help so many people. But it's just, it's sort of impossible, right? Like we've been given an impossible job to do and we just have to do what's right for us. But a lot of times we feel like, well, if I if I can't help this person anymore, or if I can't deal with this annoyance in my life, then maybe I'm I'm weak or that says something bad about me. And like the fact that you are done with someone and dealing with their daily drama, it says nothing about you. It says nothing about the way you deal with your own drama or the way you react to people or how other people view you and their relationships. Like how you're dealing with this person says nothing about you. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Like you can handle your life and that's why this person is irritating you so much because they can't really handle theirs. Um, so anyway, 
Hopefully you find a way to get rid of the person, whether you have to physically move them out or remove them legally, or (laughs) you just kind of like start giving them the cold shoulder until they get the hint and they have a tanty and, you know, they go away. And that's happened to me a lot. And I'm always better off when it does. And it's just like a huge weight off my shoulders, although it's really hard to start the process. It's so hard to start kind of ignoring someone or flipping the switch or changing the conversation topic, especially if you've been kind of guilty of gossiping or drama yourself, you know, like if you've been a little guilty of that, it's really hard to, to switch the, switch the conversation around and turn it to something more positive. But if this person's really draining you that much, you got to find a way to get rid of them and just, you know, totally seem uninterested and uninteresting to them. And they will find other people because that's what emotional vampires do. They latch on to new people hard and they become best friends with them within like six weeks. This is my new best friend. And then they have to go find someone else because they suck that person dry and they keep going through multiple people like that their whole lives. I don't know how they do it. I am way too lazy to be a vampire of anything except maybe sweet potatoes. I really love sweet potatoes. (laughs) I'm on a sweet potato kick lately and it is kind of (laughs) sick. I'm kind of surprised my skin hasn't turned orange. Um, Anyway, okay, here's the last tip for you. You're going to like this one. Okay, here's the last little part of moving on from these, you know, emotional vampire-y, sad sack Sally types, the people that are sucking you emotionally dry. Um, Once, you know, you kind of start ignoring them or, you know, you have them physically removed from your presence, whatever you need to do to get rid of them, you have to realize that that person was filling up a void in your day. They were filling up a void in your life, too. And it's natural to go about like kind of missing that person, even though they weren't good for you. And this has happened to me several times. It happened to me with the family member that was living here, even though it was such a relief when they finally left. Like I sort of, I sort of missed that person because there were, you know, several like while my husband was at work, you know, it was someone in the house for me to hang out with and have a good time with. And so it's only natural, even though that person was just being horrible in every way, uh, there were a lot of good times we had. And there's been certain friendships that I've had to push away because I'm just emotionally drained from the person um, or the people. They're just, you know, like I said, they're emotional vampires and I'm exhausted, but they were still filling a huge part of my day. Like I had still spent a lot of time becoming friends with them. So even after pushing them away on purpose um, and having them kind of disappear, I still miss them. I still miss like the, some of the memories that we had, you know, they were filling up this huge time spot in my day. So it's okay to kind of like miss the bad people. Like even that boyfriend I had, you know, I had the boyfriend where I had to get the restraining order on him. I mean, there was a, uh, like a two year relationship, you know, and I felt really lost for a really long time. And I, you know, that was, you know, I had, you have certain routines that you have with people in your life. And then when you lose those routines, you feel kind of helpless and lost. And the best thing you can do is just try to find better people to be around. But that is a process and it's okay to mourn the bad person, even though they weren't really right to be in your life it's okay to mourn that like time slot that they were filling up or the help you thought you were giving them or, you know, like obviously with my, 
bad relationship, I was like, he was kind of like a bad boy. And I thought, oh, I'm going to fix him. Ooh, you know, I mean, it's just dumb 20 year old stuff. Right. But I mean, it still was like, I was mourning that feeling of like helping someone all the time. And that's usually why I've had to get rid of sad sack sallies is like, I'm helping people so much that I'm neglecting myself. I'm I'm not moving forward with my own life because I'm putting so much into other people. And that's how I would know each time that it was time to move on. That went with the family member that lived here and the the bad boyfriend. I mean, there's been a few bad boyfriends and the toxic friendships. I mean, it's just that it's hard for me because I am a helper and I do want to help people. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of know after a while if someone is helping you, you know, if they're on an equal plane with you, if they're, you know, if you guys are like compatible emotionally and intellectually. And a lot of my relationships have not been on an even playing field. So, but it's okay. Like I had to, I had to process losing the people even though it was overall a good thing and I couldn't be happier uh, with those people out of my life. I mean, they're out of my life for a reason. I'm happy about it. I don't want them back in my life, uh, even though a lot of them are still my Facebook friends. <laughs> now you're going to go look at my Facebook and try to figure out who I'm talking about, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, um, just know that it's okay. Like It's a grieving process getting rid of people. Like Anytime we lose a relationship, it can feel a little weird. And even some of my worst relationships, like you know, people that I dated for like six or seven weeks and every date was just like worse than the next, right? <laughs> just hated them kind of. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a of, of a grieving process to just like cut people out of your life and have no communication because you establish a rapport and routines and traditions and inside jokes. And it's hard shaking those things off, but in the long run, it's so much better for you. And as a person who's cut a lot of people out, <laughs> And a lot of people have cut me out. Um, I'll never forget this one um, boyfriend, not boyfriend, but he was like a friend I had when I was, I think, 18. His name was Jason. Um, we were kind of long distance friends and then we became friends uh, in real life. And we used to talk on the internet all the time about like movies and music and everything in between. And there, you know, I guess I kept telling him like in casual conversations to F off. Like that was just me being a little sassy 18 year old. Right. And um, he kept warning me. He's like, you know, I don't like it when you tell me to F off. You need to stop it. But I just kept doing it and kept doing it. And then one day he just cut me out. He was like, listen, this is the last time you're ever going to tell me to F off. I do not appreciate it. I do not respect people who say that. And we are never going to talk again. And we never did. <laughs> and it was like, it still kind of haunts me. I was like, like, I pushed someone too far. And at that point, you know, in his life, I was being the toxic person. So that's why I say, like, I don't really like saying toxic because there's a billion people that are going to accuse me of being toxic or dramatic or whatever. But I also have a billion back. <laughs> a billion? <laughs> why am I coming up with these <laughs> crazy numbers today? Um. Anyway, there we go. Told you a little story. You can always tell me your stories or you can go leave me a review. That would also be awesome. Um, so until next time, I hope that you figure out a way to get some people out. I know, I know at work 
or like, and I don't want to say with students, but you know, sometimes it does work with students. If you have a certain student who's like, always bring up something bad. Like I had a student who was heckling me like all the time. And it was just kind of like a constant redirection of like, I was feeding into it for a while and then I just stopped. And then they had no one to play their little game with. So they had to go move on to someone else. And yeah, even students can be manipulative like that. And it's okay to admit that, that like sometimes you're just being manipulated and it's, it's fine to just have it stop. It's fine to end it but it's also good to acknowledge that you lost something. So hope that helped you. Maybe you just had some chuckles over hearing me say sad sack Sally like 10 million times. I should have said 10 billion times. All right, frenzies. Until next time, take good care of yourself and cut those sad sack Sally's out. You've just finished listening to healthy teacher, happy, Je- <laughs> happy Jessica. What? <laughs> I don't know how to stop. <laughs>